As we wrap up the week, we're bringing you one of the many positive messages from our past interviews. We hope these problem-solving narratives inspire you to tackle obstacles in your own life. This week, J.J. Watt. How much does football consume your mind? It depends on the day. Uh, it consumes a lot of it, uh, but it consumes. Over the years, I've learned how to let it consume my mind at the right times. You know, there was a point in my life where football consumed every waking second of my life. And, and I mean, from what I've read about you, it seems like it still right. does. It still has a lot. Okay. It still has a lot. But I think I'm learning over the last few years, I've learned how to be better about um, making sure I enjoy everything. Because the one there was definitely a time where I let football rule my whole life, my whole existence. And you sacrifice everything else because you don't enjoy where you are, you know. Uh, one thing I talked about with Taylor is there's no point in getting to the top of the mountain if you don't stop and look around and enjoy the view. Um, so he always reminds me of that. It's like, hey man, like take a second, look around, see what you've created, see what you've done. This is unbelievable. But I'll never let myself sit in that moment for too long because there's more mountain to climb. And uh, the couple days leading up to a football game that you're playing in, how fired up will you get? I don't get as fired up as I think you would think I do. Okay. Uh, because it's all about the preparation. And the closer I get to the game, the more the preparation actually dwindles. So uh, the beginning of the week is by far where I spend the most time studying the other team, learning about them, focusing on their tips, their keys, what I can get. Um, and obviously I practice throughout the week. And then you start to, as the week goes on, I've put in the work, I've put in the time. My mindset switches from, okay, they do this, they do that, I need to stop this, I need to stop that, to by about Friday, Saturday, it becomes, they have to stop me. I've learned everything I can about them, I know everything about them, but let's be honest here, they have to stop me. They have a bigger challenge in stopping me than I do in stopping them, and that's the mindset that's gonna make you great. Why do you think you're at your best in the biggest moments? Because somebody has to be. <laughs> uh, why not? Those are the moments that make history. Those are the moments that everybody remembers. Those are the moments that change momentum for a team, change momentum for a city. Do you feel the pressure in those moments? I don't feel pressure, no. Um, there's a lot of times where somebody, whether it be a coach, whether it be a teammate, they come up to me and say, hey, it's time to make a play. That, I think that's one of the major reasons why I'm fortunate enough to have success is because I honestly believe I'm going to make every single play. Now, obviously, I don't make every single play, but when that opportunity comes that there is a chance for me to make the play, I make it. Um, that's why I want to stay on the field for every single play. That's why I never want to be on the sidelines. Uh, that's why I want to play on special teams and everything because I want to make every single play there is. Describe what beast mode is. Uh, that's the mode that you go into when it's time to take over everything, time to take over the game. Nobody can stop you. There's not a single person there's not a single scheme, there's not anything that's gonna stop you from getting the ball. That's my job, is to get the ball. At the end of the day, it's, I'm paid a whole lot of money to chase around a little brown football. Explain what jab and go is and why it's risky. <laughs> Who's giving you your information? <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's basically a technique where you, you fool the offensive lineman. If you're quick enough, you fool him into thinking you're going one way and then you take, you go right behind him um, to taking, a different path to get to the ball carrier and it's very risky because you can get yourself you're, you're technically getting out of your gap in order to make a play and if you don't make that play you're really hurting yourself you're hurting the defense 
Um, but it's one of the most successful things that I've been able to do because you have to have a certain quickness, you have to have a certain knowledge, and you have to do it at the right time. So that's where calculated risks come into play. For me, it's all about it, taking a calculated risk, knowing basically your percentage of success, and deciding whether or not it's worth it. And I'll never put my defense in a bad situation. I'll never put my team in a situation where I feel like I've harmed us. Um, now I'm not gonna be perfect. I'm gonna take some chances and miss, but I'm gonna win way more of those than I lose. And I think that you have to be the right player. You have to have the right coaches who trust you and you have to have the right players behind you who are gonna help you uh, if you do screw up. But that's why I train so hard to make sure that in those situations I'm ready. We'll be back with another positive story from a past interview next Thursday. One quick favor before you leave, please consider giving the podcast a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping us reach new listeners. Thanks for your support.